Welcome to Ingenious Perspectives. On this podcast, we aim to discuss issues that have loomed over the African-American experience for generations. So I go to discuss these not just from our point of view, but from various research perspectives. As always, we invite you to come expand your paradigms with us today. Now, y'all can't see it, but Lawrence is putting on his shades right now. The, the, the same shades that if you follow our Facebook, he was wearing for his his infamous Facebook photo when we interviewed Miss Verlaine Quinney of the Connect 757. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great, great, great. Uh, I'm Dominic Speller, right? And I am Lawrence McCarran. Yeah, yeah. So besides uh, besides shades and whiskey, what you got going on, man? Where's that gin? Uh, that's the, that's the gin. Uh, actually, uh, you guys had me thinking about it last episode. Uh, Uncle Nearest had to go ahead and give me some of that and uh, you know support the fam. Also, it's damn good. So. And uh, what's you drinking over there? Um, this is a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. Mm. I think there's like a corner left of it, and I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take care of this. And while I have the mic muted, how about you uh, tell everybody what's going on with you? What's what's been it, new with you lately? Hmm. So it's lately, I've been trying to explore some uh, new creators and stuff like that. You know, with the uh, books and artists and things, trying to get some inspiration as we put some pen to paper too. Uh, not gonna, you know, to speak too much on that because uh, that's an announcement to a uh, couple announcements to to happen in a later date. But yeah, uh, you know, I've been trying to explore, see what's out there, and, and get get to listening. Um, uh, saw some stuff at Comic Con, you know, so we'll try, probably talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I also was reminded how old I am. Uh, so I went out to um, to practice with a local rugby team, and. Um, yeah, my knees were just like, "Hey, man, yo, you ain't uh, you ain't eighteen no more. You know that, right?" Are you a Are you a rugby player, sir? I am not. So oh. I will never ever say I'm I am a rugby player. What, I have, I'm, you... a, I'm an enthusiast. Oh, you you're an enthusiast. Yes. Or have you ever played on a rugby team before? No, I, I can say oh. I have not played on a rugby team before. I have played the game, but right, I right. have not played on a team. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So I, I need to. I'm not. I'm not well versed with rugby. What are the major differences between that and football? It looks like ruleless football. It looks like football chaos. Is when I when I yeah, watch. Yeah. So uh, the main, main, main difference is there is no set plays. Like, hey, you got four downs, first yard, stuff like that. No, it's just it's just keep playing. Um, hmm. Ball gets down, play stops, and then until somebody picks it up and keeps going. Uh, and then there are no forward passes. Um, no, mm. always lateral, always back. Uh, and then you was really getting hit. You know That's what? Fun. The Navy, the Naval Academy football team would be perfect for rugby because they have a team of 11 running backs on the field and they don't make a lot of four pads. I think they'd be great, yo, for rugby. So, like, you look at these cats that, that play rugby for real and you're like, okay, they're, they're okay, but those guys are pure athletics. Like, <laughs> if you take rugby players. And put them in CrossFit. They don't even skip a beat. They're good to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> like these dudes are are all absolute athletes because you're you're running the entire time you're out there. There's no yes. stop, and you're running to tap to contact. So running, hit, running, hit, running, hit, turnover, hit, run, hit, run. You know, like <laughs> so. The what I have seen of rugby when the ball is on the ground, it reminds me of uh of throwback and run. When like the ball hits the ground and everybody's waiting, like who's gonna pick it up? Because you know yeah. that dude is about to get stuck. 
Oh yeah, and there's there's a player styles out there that's like, yo, um, don't give me the ball, but I'm gonna light them up. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know. So they got rugby goons. I like it. Yeah, I like. So it. it's actually uh, one of the best rugby teams worldwide. Is the uh, is is the New Zealand All Blacks, right? So this is some good racial stuff right here. Uh, okay. So back in the day, so there's a rugby position called a back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that it has a certain style of play associated with that speed and aggression, things like that. Okay. Um, so uh, an announcer was like, oh, my God, when watching this team. This is back in like the 20s or something like that. I was like, oh, man, they're playing like they're all backs, right? So that was like re-taught over, you know, uh, like re-recorded and re-spoken, translated. Somebody wrote that down like, oh, common sense, American racism. Oh, they're playing like they're all blacks. Oh, my God. And that stuck. Oh, my God. So it was a, it was a compliment that, oh, man, they're playing like they're all blacks. but And it stuck. So right now the team name is the New Zealand All Blacks. And it's just... Yeah. I like it though, because it's a compliment. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and leave that moment of silence in the podcast. Not yes. that one out. That needs to stay. Um, wow. Yeah. Now I wanna play rugby because I don't have to be good at anything but hitting people. I'm actually really good at that. There's there are, you know, there's some definitely thought and stuff associated with it, but the level of like handles and catching, like you don't have to be able to catch like a wide receiver, hmm. you know, like hmm. someone's gonna, they just toss you the ball. The ball's giant. Like it's, it, it is very athletic. You got to be high endurance. So I just but, uh, run as fast as I can and hit the person with the ball. Yes. Yeah. yeah I can, <laughs> I can. And there's no designed plays or no, yeah, no, I think I could do that. Now. Yeah. I mean, now, there's design plays like uh like boxing has like combos. But okay, like, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try rugby now. Yeah, I, I, I recommend just, it. I do recommend it. There's probably I'm a team go, in Hampton Roads. There probably is. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hit people. What a great sport! Yeah, no, this sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, rugby. Now adding that to my list. Gonna try rugby. See what that's all about. So, uh, this Comic-Con, mm-hmm. this Comic-Con, first off, we must begin with Wakanda forever. We're going to just go, like, there. We're, we yes. got to start there. We got to start there. No woman, no cry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I've watched the trailer, like, eight times, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, little sister, don't All you right. know to... So here's my here's my big here's my big question: mm-hmm. Is the Queen Mother about to become Killmonger? Because the yeah, way so she was, they, the yeah. way she was talking to that, I felt like the Queen Mother's about to get on some Killmonger shit. Like she was like, "Yo, y'all took my son, y'all took my husband, y'all ain't gonna take my country." Like, yeah, I was like, "Oh." Oh, okay. I, I don't want and uh, I don't want Miss I don't want Queen Bassett to be the bad guy. We've never seen villainous Angela, and I'm here for it. Actually, I don't think we've ever seen Angela play a villain, and I'm but you here can't, for it. You can't taint the Queen. I'm here though. for it. Hey, look, if Morgan can play a villain, so can Angela. 
I mean, I'm saying Queen of Wakanda. Like that's just we that's mm. let it happen. Let it it's happen. too much uh I, I feel like they sully the name, you know? Because uh, <laughs> they already had yeah. the uncle, uncle going out in the world, having random kids, tearing up stuff. He had and one mama- kid. Don't do that. He had one kid. <laughs> he had one and he wasn't random. He was literally raising the boy. Yeah. He became yeah, yeah. random when his brother killed him. That's True. messed up. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like the brother killed him, and then now, like ultimately, he was sort of a bad guy. He wasn't really a bad guy, but no, uh, he was to Charles' was... father. Oh, you mean to Charles' dad? No, he was a bad guy. He was the villain. What? Yeah. No. Fratricide? No. He's the villain. No, no. He only no. he only he he was forced to kill him. How? He was about to kill the the spy dude. Remember, yeah, he like lunged at him. He was about to get him, and he like. Not, you know, you telling part. me, you telling me the whole King of Wakanda Black Panther ain't got no non-lethal means of stopping somebody. This man, a whole king, been fighting for how long? It was, had to beat. He had to beat somebody's ass to get the crown, as we saw in Black Panther. Like you got to <laughs> fight to get it. And you mean to tell me this man has no means of stopping him without basically putting five claws in his heart? No, I don't buy it. I don't buy I, it. I, I do think that was a convenient opportunity. He presented King, by by lunging for the dude. He presented a convenient opportunity. Yeah, King to King sweep of Wakanda. This whole thing on the rug. Yeah, King of Wakanda swept the leg on that one. That mm-hmm. that was that was shady. Swept the leg. He made he swept the leg. He swept the leg on that one. I'm not. Yeah. I don't accept that. He's the villain of that show. I mean, of that movie. This man and and how you gonna kill him? And then when T'Challa goes to the to the to the afterlife, also note how Moonlight how Moon Knight explored the fact that the afterlife can be different for everybody. That was beautiful. Mm. That was really beautiful. But anyway, so T'Challa yeah, goes to the afterlife. Oh, it's been over two months. I I don't get no no spoiler no spoiler no spoiler <laughs> alert. It's been over two months, bro. You don't get spoiler alert. You don't get spoiler alert. <laughs> Yo, so T'Challa goes to the afterlife, sees T'Chaka, and T'Chaka's like, yeah, so, um, yeah, I probably should have told you about that, huh? So you knew you had a nephew out there in these streets and didn't do shit? No, T'Chaka's the villain, period. You're right, he is. (laughs) And I love that moment when he's like, you're wrong. All of you wrong. Like, he he actually stands up to the history and makes that correction. Um, It'd be nice if it could have been like, you know, George Washington's great grandkid being like, "You're wrong, oh, you're wrong." Um, do, do do you think that he believes that George Washington, he or she believes that George Washington is wrong? I know. Uh, I see. I saw like a documentary or something. I wish I could remember so I can quote it properly. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they had some like great grandkid of of uh, Thomas Jefferson or something like mm-hmm. that. You know. Mm-hmm. Doing some work to to say to acknowledge the wrongs, you know, and I, I, I that, that was a uh, easy. It was big of them, but kind of <laughs> easy at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So back compound, yeah. That was a uh, yeah. Yo, big moment for Namor. Namor the yes. Submariner. That's a Bring that's a back. huge moment. That is a huge moment. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to see that. So, I, I mean, I saw an underwater culture, right? So we're seeing yeah. that. But was there an Asian uh, culture in there as well? Or was that just I'm Namor? Not, or like- Namor, uh, to my understanding, Namor is being portrayed by a Mexican actor. 
mm-hmm. um, or Hispanic. I, I shouldn't immediately jump to Mexican, but I could have sworn I saw something about um, Mexican culture being represented in the movie. So let me just double check. Um, yeah. So the, what what I saw was uh, it, it looked like to me like there's a couple different hidden cultures like. Oh, that he is a Mexican of, actor. That was correct. Yeah, oh, so he's nice. a Mexican actor. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck up this guy's name and be disrespectful. Um, but the the guy who's playing Namor is a Mexican actor. Amazing. Um, so yeah, um, there there was definitely because I've definitely been seeing in forums, um, people really really excited about the representation um, mm-hmm. uh, with Namor uh, as a, as a Mexican actor in the movie, and and you can look at kind of. Um, the garb that he wears mm-hmm. as he's stepping up out of the water and in the scenes you see him, it definitely has like older feel to it, like ancient civilization kind of feel to it. And I yeah. shouldn't say ancient like it was that long ago, but um, it, it has that, it definitely has that look and feel to it. Uh, I'm not super well versed in it, but you know, like I look at it and those are the kind of things that it evokes um, from my uneducated perspective. So, Yo, and yeah. I, I remember one of the things that stood out for Black Panther was the uh, costume uh, yeah. and garments and all that kind of stuff. And it's looking like they maintain it. It looks like Absolutely. they're going to push the envelope and it's going to be awesome. And, and you're going to feel the fam come through. Uh, yeah. the, the grappling with, you know, Chadwick Boseman's absence is going to be unique. You know, it's a challenge. Definitely. Right definitely. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Um like I really don't know what they're going to do. It's so it's been interesting. The multiverse and the discussion of the multiverse has been interesting. So in the one hand, in every universe, did you see multiverse of madness? I did. Okay. So in every universe, Benedict Cumberbatch is Dr. Strange, but in some universes, Tom Holland is Spider-Man and in other universes, Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And in other universes, Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man. So it's interesting. I'm not sure where they're going with the multiverse. If, you know, another, if they're going to bring in another Black Panther now that we have a multiverse. And that's going to be their explanation as to why this is T'Challa, but not 616's T'Challa. Or, you know, how any of that is going to work. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I mean, that'd be um, super easy. Like, that would be like two seconds of explaining that. And then now you don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it wouldn't be a discussion. It's like, oh, damn. You lost your T'Challa. I lost my Shuri, yo. Of all, you know, I don't know. Something. Like, it's easy, though. It's, this is easy. Yeah. yeah th- I mean, there are filmmakers who literally went to school for this. You can figure it out. Like, geez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, the, the Killmonger route is uh one i think would be a very long and convoluted way to make michael b jordan be able to be uh black panther michael somebody... b jordan i don't think michael i don't think killmonger would ever deserve to wear the mantle of panther of black panther i think mm. the best route to take is um in my head the best route that they can take moving forward is more of a uh Boruto route, right? So you've got Naruto as the Hokage, and you've got Sasuke that they refer to as like the Shadow Hokage, who's out there defeating threats in the world. He's not in the village a lot, but he's out trying to protect the village by doing it his way out there. I could see moving forward with Shuri as the Panther because she can represent the ideals of Wakanda and Killmonger. So maybe you can't control him, but you can target him. 
So he might mm. be he might be a missile, but if I can point him in the right direction, I can still you know effectively get stuff done. And maybe Jeez. the threat the threat of Namor because at the end of the day, Killmonger does love Wakanda. He might yeah. not express it the right way, but he does love Wakanda. So if we and can he loves target the people, yes. So if we can target Killmonger and point him in the right direction, Namor is a target. Well, we don't know that he's a threat. He appears to be a threat. From the trailer, he appears to be a threat. But MCU is known for misdirection. So we'll see what happens. Um, but if that is the case, um, Killmonger is definitely a missile that can be pointed at enemies of Wakanda. Um, will he get out of pocket at some points? Absolutely. So that would be something to be addressed. But it definitely seems like he's someone who can be pointed at problems and, and you know, kind of dealt with. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, speaking of threats, uh, DC Universe, Black Adam. Yo, um, I'm I'm mad excited about it's some of the be, side characters here. Oh my god! So first off, the side characters. I don't really. I like Black Adam. Don't get me wrong, but we're talking Hawkman, Doctor Fate, and Ant Man. Like, oh! do I do I really care about black? Is this a Black Adam movie or is this right? It's like Civil War. Was that really a Captain America movie? It was that Spider Man and Black Panthers movie because in that movie, for the first time, we met Spider Man and Black Panther in the MCU. Like that should not have been called Captain America Civil War. Hey, what is it's it? Not your move, movie, bro. Move or be moved, and that was yes. it. That was like, I don't, who, who, yeah. who's this? Chris exactly. Exactly. Yo. Yo. Oh man. He's like, my father gave me, so as, what did he say? So as warrior and king, I ask you, what are you going to do to stop me? Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, oh I, shit. I love, you know what I loved about it, though? With, uh, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm blanking on names right here. Uh, Black Widow, the way Black Widow was like, yo, Steve, um, we need to t- deal with this dude in a very uh, delicate manner. Yes. Because uh, he knew the real, you know, yeah. and I love the way they already they walked in. They already knew. And and I love that we was about to get the fight between the door Milaje and Black Widow when she was trying to stop him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, look, this would be a great fight, but another time. Just like, yeah. you know, stop playing games. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. So you put Doc. Um, is it, so is it, how is blank? Is it Fate or Dr. Fate? It's Dr. Fate. Yeah. So you put Dr. Fate in the movie. So he's hands my, down, and I got to ask that question, and then I'm going to tell you that he's my favorite. He's hands down my favorite uh, <laughs> um, DC. Uh, hero. Because- so Doctor Doctor Fate is dope because Doctor Fate is the equivalent of the Sorcerer Supreme. It's a mantle that is passed through the helmet of Naboo, who, interestingly enough, Naboo is the son, one of the many sons of Vandal Savage. So, yeah, yo, and then the fact that like the conflict there because Naboo picks who he wants, and that's yes. it, yes. and. You might not want the helmet. You might, you not, might want not the thing. Well, well, you do got to put it on. So yeah. Naboo might well, you gotta put it on the first time. You, yes, you got to put it on the first time. But once you put it on the first time, like he doesn't ever have to let you take it off. You taking yeah. off the helmet is because he chooses to allow you. He trusts you enough to know you're going to put it back on, things like that. But he doesn't have to let you take it off. Like It's a big deal. Yeah. And he's one, of, he's one of the Lords of Order. So it, it by the characters they're introducing allow for a lot of things. 
Mm-hmm. Hawkman allows for the introduction of nth metal into the DC universe, which expands into right a whole lot of other things because we have to talk about where nth metal comes from, what it's used for, so on and so forth. So you get Hawkman. Also allow allows for the introduce introduction of the Thanagarians. Um, yes. You get and by introducing oh not Ant Man why did I call him Ant Man the Atom I called him Ant Man the first time didn't I Yeah you did whatever the Atom my bad so um, by introducing the Atom like now you're you're introducing like more tech billionaires into the DC EU because um, right now all you have is Bruce Wayne but now you're gonna introduce um, oh, why can I never remember the Atom's name Oh well. But you're going to introduce that tech billionaire. We've already got Blue Beetle planned out. Um, so you should get some introduction to Ted Cord. So now of the major billionaires that exist in the DC continuity that like play a major role in heroics, we've got Bruce Wayne. We've got the Atom. We're going to have Ted Cord. We've got Lex Luthor. The only one we're really missing is Oliver Queen. So like, oh, I'm excited. So I still want to recast Lex Luthor. Don't recast Lex Luthor, man. Let it ride. He's a little, he's a little bit more Joker than Lex, but eh, let it ride. Like I, I need he Lex is. to be the exact uh, counterpoint to Bruce Wayne. But so the problem is, we can't, we can't have comic book expectations of You're right. these movies because mm-hmm. if we did, we would have to complain that Miss Marvel's powers aren't from being an inhuman; they're from Bangles, right? And she doesn't really like stretch. She kind of like. I don't know how to explain her powers, but it's weird. You know, we'd also have to complain that this smart Hulk thing, this is like, what oh, is I hate this? it. Yeah, Yo, right? I, hate it. I, I really don't like it. Speaking of I don't, uh, She-Hulk. Yeah. She-Hulk, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, watch it. I'm gonna yeah, watch yeah, the of fuck out of that. I'm gonna watch it. I'm excited and all that. Yeah. I just, I wish that smart Hulk wasn't involved. I don't want smart Hulk. No one wants smart Hulk. No I think one She-Hulk ever... was an opportunity to do smart Hulk through She-Hulk. Yes. Because She Hulk has always had control of her transformations. You didn't need smart Smart Hulk. You had She Hulk. I yeah. I have absolutely no interest in Smart Hulk at all. It makes no um, sense to me. What are we trying to do? And, what, are we, like, what are we trying to accomplish with, with and Smart Hulk? I'm also confused about Abomination because I don't remember in the comics Abomination being able to go back and forth. I'm pretty sure he just was always Abomination. Like yeah. I don't recall, and he had so Abomination was almost smart hawk because i think it's roth was his name he never lost any of his intelligence by becoming Mm -hmm. abomination so it's whatever it's whatever comics are gonna do what they want fuck it like i mean movies are gonna do what they want they they change a lot and i think that's the biggest difficulty is that we have to separate um and allow them to make their adjustments as they see fit to deliver it to us in, in this cinematic form um so and plus comics have so many iterations and so many universes so many different writers right so if we say comic book accurate comic book accurate says that squirrel girl could have shown up and beat thanos single-handedly you know yeah so i I don't necessarily care about comic book accuracy i just want the story to be compelling you know i want it to be i i wanted thanos to be trying to court death like i that's the infinity series i like I wanted that Infinity Series. I wanted the Infinity Series where Thanos was in love with death, and that's why he wanted to wipe out the world. Like, I get it. You want to make them... MCU likes to make these villains that are not actually villainous. So, like, Baron Zemo, not Mm -hmm. actually a bad guy. He's, like, he's hurt. 
You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, Baron Zemo is a man go- who is going through pain and trying mm-hmm. to inflict that pain on the other onto other people. Killmonger is a man who's like seen as a black man in America, like seen a lot of things that he didn't want to see and trying to find a way to correct that. And for him, the best way to correct it is right a, a more violent way. Right. Thanos is this man who saw his world wiped out through starvation and is could have doubled the resources, but instead is trying to cut the population. <laughs> Bro, don't get me started. Don't get me yeah. started. <laughs> so, I mean, so the execution of Thanos uh, was fantastic. Don't get me like, like right. when, I, when I have that criticism, and I'm not saying that anyway. Every single time, every single time he speaks on camera, yeah, you're you're drawn in. It's the same sort of thing with Killmonger. It's the same vibe yeah, we had yeah. with the Joker uh, in the uh, previous set of Black no, Batman. Um, yeah, I, you, I agree. The movies, it. the movies are all phenomenal. When I like. Every everything has a plot hole. If I were to mm-hmm. spend the next ten years writing a movie, it will have plot holes. Like yeah. it, it is what it is. There's gonna be there's gonna be continuity issues. There's gonna be right, especially when there is source material. You're always gonna be compared to the source material. Mm-hmm. Right? Harry Potter has issues. People still to this day complain about Harry Potter, and like yeah. those movies were put on beautifully, and they're still gonna complain. We're gonna complain about the Hobbit when they took like one book and turned it into three. So you would think everything is in there, right? Right. But it's not Game of Thrones, everything. If there is source yeah. material, there will be comparisons and there will be complaints. So I get that. I just um, so I'm not taking away from it. They're just things that I, I would have wanted to see as one of the fans. I'm sure you talk to another fan. They'll have their list of things that they would have wanted to see. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different than mine and maybe some overlaps or whatever. But yeah, it is what it is. I, I would love to see Shuri in the Black Panther suit getting back to the original point <laughs> yeah we, yeah as we've I, gone I so far away i want to see shuri in the black panther suit um that's what i want but yeah we'll see what happens yeah we'll, we'll see, see what we get on that i definitely yeah. i'm excited to see um um dwayne johnson do what he does you know uh as black dwayne dwayne um dwayne johnson is 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 gonna kill the game he's gonna yeah. he's gonna kill it the yeah, people's champ has come back in previous movies, <laughs> yeah, right, right. In previous movies, he always has let his like a natural jovial like self shine through in a way that uh, kind of I think when he tries to play a serious role, it's kind of like mm, you can kind of see that you know he's a nice guy. Why are you being mean? Stop it! You I, know, like that. I was thing. just talking about this today. I I could be wrong, and this statement may not age well. We will see with time. I have not seen range from Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, that's and I, that's kind of what you know what it is. I think it's the I same think, thing. It's like Ice Cube. You know, I think like, the best. Well, Ice Cube, Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson. Like I, I haven't seen range from any of those actors. And again, this is not me saying that they make bad movies. It's just that they haven't. I haven't seen range. Um, same thing with if comedy actors have never done anything outside of comedy. It's not to say that their comedies are bad. It's just to say that I haven't seen range from them. And again, maybe we don't need range. You know, you're doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Like you're making money and you're paying your bills. You like you good. Yeah. But I just I haven't seen any range from him. Um, he has. Yeah, his, I mean, he, you watch him in Jumanji. You watch him in Walking Tall. You watch watch him in yeah. like a thousand. You know, the Fast Five and all that movies. Like you're expecting to, to see the Rock in new situations. Yeah. You're like, oh, I want to see exactly. Rock do this and Rock do that. But I think, I'm hoping with this one that they let him be mean. That's the I thing. Think that the most for. we get from him, as far as that, is probably be cool. 
we get a little bit of comedy from the rock. Oh yeah, be cool. And it, and I there like was that. no, and it wasn't, it wasn't like it wasn't a Jumanji level of comedy where I'm still the big hulking hero. I can mm. just make jokes. Like be cool. He was, it was funny. Like it was, just, it was funny the whole way through, and I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, the rock does what he does. You, you know what? The one, uh, the movie where he plays where with Mark Mark Wahlberg, uh, when they're both Pain like game? somebody. Yes. He, I've he never gives seen a little it. bit. I've, he gives I've some never there. seen it. Okay. He gives, okay. Yeah, yeah. You should you should watch it. I think it's a it's a good um it, it's it's good little funny knockoff uh movie or whatnot. You know what? I I saw the trailers and I was not interested. I was not compelled to see the powerlifting, bodybuilding, gym rat movie that was being made by Anthony Mackie, Mark Wahlberg, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I just, I wasn't compelled. It yeah. nothing about it said to me. This is this is what I want to spend two hours of my time on. Like it just <laughs> yeah. nothing about it said that to me. Uh, yeah. But I, I'll uh, I'll watch it one of these days while I'm you know editing a podcast or something. I, yeah, I don't know. definitely do something. <laughs> you don't want to actually pay attention too much to it. <laughs> oh man, I don't I don't think Mark Wahlberg is as great as everyone says he is either. Like I just I don't get it. There are some actors who's like cool. You're in Hollywood. I'm not. So obviously you did a lot of things right that I fucked up. Cool, great, but I just don't. Oh. So there's a couple movies with Mark Wahlberg that I I really like. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I I I remember the name of it and the the Departed is one of them. That is, I've never boy. never seen The Departed. Now I've that is a movie it. I highly recommend you watch. It's just straight up, no caveats. You should watch it. Okay. Um, uh, his role in that is fantastic, and he just plays okay. random, not random, but he plays detective from Boston or something okay. like that. All right, cool. And yeah. that's what you need when you have Mark Wahlberg in the movie. He's playing a cop from Boston. That's all you fill it in. That's it. Uh, the rest of the time. Like he's in Transformers, or he's in, eh, you know, it's okay. He's, yeah, he's a nice yeah, actor to yeah. have her, have in her, I guess. Not, hor- not horribly impressed by Mark Wahlberg's like acting at all. Um, but sure. anyway, moving, moving, moving on. We'll get we'll get back to San Diego Comic Con and an actor who has constantly impressed me, who has shown great range, who has shown phenomenal acting ability, who has shown emotional connection. Are you going to talk the about audience? Right now? I'm referring <laughs> to one Mahershala Ali, our future blade. I am Yo. so I am so excited. Yo. So excited for that man to be Blade. He so is good. what we need in Hollywood. He's so I good. have not joined the choir of people <laughs> saying we should make a new Blade, make another Blade, make another Blade, because I never saw somebody out there who could do it quite yeah. like Wesley. Right, and right. now, you know, with that selection, I'm good. Yes. 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 It's, yes. it's, it's just like... When there was, I don't know if it's true or or it's still just rumor, but there was one point a discussion of Jamie Foxx taking over the role for Spawn. Um, I can see that. Uh, and becoming a new Spawn. Uh, and, you know, um, wait, wait, why does it say 2019 film? Oh, Spawn, Spawn teaser 2023. Well, I was oh. like, why does it say 2019 film? Um, it's something of a passion project for Jamie Foxx. Is he still doing Spawn? Spawn reboot development getting hot and heavy. All right. Well, lots of back and forth. No real consensus on whether or not it's happening or not. 
but when I when I type in Jamie Foxx spawn, I see Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner. So that's interesting. I don't mm. know what's happening with that. Um, but anyway, that would be like I'm not excited for it. I don't think Jamie Foxx would do a bad job, but I think Michael Jai White did so well that like we don't like Jamie Foxx just I mean he's good. I, he's great. And Jamie yeah. Foxx obviously gives us everything we have ever needed. I just, you know, but Mahershala Ali as Blade? Son, no caveats. The only one that I thought for a second uh fit my visual was Yaya. Yeah. That's oh, Yaya right. Abdul Mateen. Yes. Yeah, my man from can he played Candyman. Uh, he played from get down. He played in Get Down. Uh, like ah, uh, like he he meets all the wickets for me as well. Definitely would have been a good choice. Not upset at all in any way, shape, or form about the choice they made. This was definitely good. But Jamie Foster for Spawn, you really got me thinking about that because that's yeah. so. I, so if if you watch Jamie Fox and like the new Spider Man or anything like that, main actually the most recent Spider Man, I think you kind of get some of the imagery. But you go back and you see his work with. Um, with Ray, and you see how transformational as an actor he can be, and I really can see him playing a tormented soul uh, as like he can really come through on that. Well, that's the thing. Jamie Foxx's range is is fire, yeah. and when you talk about tormented soul, we also got to go back to the soloist as well. Yes, is, right. Yes, right. Like like it, oh come on, that's that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, you come yes. with a soloist, and you you. you no, yeah. If yeah. a director I, messed that movie up, it's on him. Jamie, it's not on Jamie him. has he has all the range that you have ever ever wanted. It, it's yeah, Jamie's amazing. Jamie is mm-hmm. utterly amazing. All right, I'm I'm gonna stop fanboying over Jamie though. I'm a, I'm gonna stop fanboying over Jamie. We got other stuff. At, we got a, we got other stuff. We'll hit from the San Diego Comic Con. What else? Oh, here's my big one. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Avatar: The Last Airbender. They're doing an um, animated movie for that, but they're doing it with the adult gang. I missed this. I the cannot old... believe I missed this. What so there mean? was no, there was no trailer, nothing like mm-hmm. that. It was just an announcement. They basically said, "Yeah, you know how we talked about that animated Avatar movie." It was like, "Yeah, you gonna do it with Kyoshi? Psych. We gonna do it with the adult." Um, Aang and Katara and Sokka and Zuko and Toph. That's who we're doing it Yo. with. We're doing it with them as young adults. That's what we're yes. doing. Yes. Yeah. Come on. I'm so down yes. with that. Yes. Because as much hyped. as I like the the second, you know, the second iteration of Avatar and all that, mm-hmm. I nah. We needed the adult gang. Like that's what we did. I think that was the biggest problem. We got mm-hmm. got Korra. And then we see for the first time this picture of Aang as an adult when he's breaking out of the bloodbender thing. And we're like, wait, what? That wait, yeah. that's what Aang? Look, wait, hold on a second, duh. Nah. We're not gonna see none of this gangster Aang who just goes into the Avatar state at will. At like will. And has no hesitation. Like he has mercy, but not hesitation. Like <laughs> no hesitation. We're not going to see this egg that is like fully realized and understands his role as the avatar, and that sometimes, you know, people who talk shit need to get hit like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm all about it, man. Because like, uh, you got Toph, like Toph's maturation and doing her thing. Oh, like they hint gosh. at it a little bit in yeah. the story that she's just like this, this like, you know, she doesn't settle down ever with anybody. Yeah. Like her, the fathers of her children, she never tells them who they are. Like, right. 
this whole Maverick situation. I'm all. Yes. I just want to see how and she how she. Wrote. I want to see. I want to see adult Zuko and Sokka because you know Sokka becomes a swordmaster. I want to yes. see adult Zuko and Sokka fighting side by side, like messing some people up. Because you know Zuko's bringing out his two swords, Sokka's bringing out his sword, and they yes. are going to be doing work. Like I, yes. I want to see this. That's my favorite part about this whole thing is you've got Sokka, who this non-bender who's just out here hurting everybody. Like, oh yeah, yeah you know, you really got to worry about like Aang and Zuko and Katara and Toph and Sokka, bro. Stop and playing Sokka. and yeah. Sokka. <laughs> Sokka Yo, will. So I, I want to see. I want to see Uncle Iroh get be older. Really, you want to see? Like, I felt like Uncle Iroh already showed us what he was gonna do when he got old. Like, because that's it, how he was. That's how he was living in the Earth Kingdom. Like, I feel so, like. I, go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say though, between uh, uh, um, Aang's generation and Katara, the White Lotus yeah. become like a legit organization, and I think there's yeah. some building that happens with that. Yeah, and I want to see agree. Uncle Iroh do that building. I agree, but I think Uncle Iroh lets. I think he steps back because yeah. if you look, if you listen to how he discusses things, he lives with a lot of regret for how he participated in taking over everything in his younger years. Right. This is this is the older brother of Fire Lord Ozai. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he is he would have been the one on the throne. He, I, I feel like he chose not to take that. He chose to take a more backseated role. Well, yeah, because his, his son dies in yeah. the field, and then he, yeah. he's just like, I don't want this and, no more. And you can tell, you can tell when he's fighting with the White Lotus that he is still that dude. That oh, he's all he the way want, that dude. Yes, if he wanted to go and beat the dog shit out of his big, out of his little brother, he would just slap him around like, "Yo, chill, man. Like, I'm still that guy." I am the dragon. Like so, don't the, the other side of it too is that Uncle Iroh is in the spirit world in the yes. same, uh, yes. uh, at the same essentially age as he was. So how? What? what what's the story there? Yeah, he just one day decides. You know what? I'm good, and, yeah. and goes into the spirit and world. I, I want to see that story. He does. He does, and I feel like I feel like his ascension into the spirit world is uh, is very similar to how uh, Luke ascended into the spirit world in Episode Eight, where he's just like, "Yeah, this is it. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go head off." Like, yeah, I, 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 I could see Iroh just doing that. Okay, I stopped. I stopped the war. I helped bring peace. Um, Zuko is now not an emotionally distant and maladjusted person. <sighs> All right, uh, I'm out. Like, so, <laughs> what's it? Okay, so let me tell you the story. Arc, perfect story arc for me is okay. Uncle Iroh right. and Zuko find Zuko's mom. Uh, so and, so, and, and in that story, in that whatever, Uncle Iroh closes the deal, makes contact mom and Zuko, and then that's when he makes the transition. That's when he disappears off. Okay, yeah, yeah. That'll be that be it. I I like that story arc. The only, my only issue with that story arc is that Iroh at that if we do that Iroh still only feels at peace and able to leave because he's leaving Zuko with kind of like another responsible supervisor. I like your story arc, but I also want Iroh to see that like to feel that peace that he doesn't need. Zuko doesn't need his mom, his dad, him, anybody. Zuko is at peace with himself. Yeah. yeah. Like Dude, I I'm like telling you, 
that uh that scene where Zuko Bro, finds stop. You Iroh. make me cry right now. Come no, on. No, no, I'm not about to cry on the Come air on. right now, bro. No, no stop. No, no. We're going to do this. We're, we're going to do this. Gonna, yeah. I, will mute it. I will get off this freaking recording <laughs> right now. Stop playing with me. I'm not doing this right now. Come I'm on, not, man. I'm not. No, I got stuff to do today. I don't need the tears. You don't, don't need, need the tears. Nope, nope. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I've had my there's no scene. I don't need. I don't need any tears. I don't there are that. no scenes in Katara's story arc that rival that and uh, the, so, uh, the soldiers. Korra story. I said Katara. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, Korra's that rival that scene, and then the uh, the songs from the vine uh, scene that were not. So. And it's a different. It's a different story. Yeah. I can I can give him that. Yeah, um, it is. A, it is a different story. I. It's. It's weird because Korra has. I think we've talked about it up here before. My favorite thing about Korra is the expansion of the bending. Mm-hmm. Right in in Ang's in Ang's generation, bending was rigid. When you're an earthbender, they're very stiff, rigid moves. When you're airbender, right, it's very loose. Waterbenders are still kind of loose, but like still some somewhat more rigid. Firebenders are like a almost akin i know they're based off of different styles of kung fu but firebending i gotta speak from it from what i understand about it firebending is very like close to kind of like a a karate a taekwondo Mm -hmm. so like but then you get to Korra's generation and you've got you've got an earthbending boxer he's light on his feet he's not flat-footed and planting his feet the way you saw earthbenders doing before you've got Korra waterbending like aggressively she's yeah. a very aggressive water bending like firebender yes and yeah. even when she learns air bending she air bends aggressively like i love that i love that the i love that bending was no longer tied to this this fighting style but just tied to your understanding of it and once you grasped understanding of it you could use it however you want to me it's furthering what toff did like toff you know, in, in at that time, lightning bending and metal bending was like, oh wow, only like five people in mm-hmm. ever have done this. And now you got a whole team of metal benders. The city is powered by lightning benders. Like yeah. it's 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 such an expansion of the world of build bending to me that I can overlook the plot problems that I have, and there are many with core. Yeah, but the it's just it's the way they expanded bending to incorporate it into more of the everyday world and to let it be more artistic. It felt bending felt like a science in mm-hmm. Avatar: The Last Airbender, and you had to follow these rules. And it felt like an art in Korra. Yeah, I, I do think in uh, in Korra's story arc, they definitely gave room uh, for the, like exploring the outside world in a way they didn't really do with Aang. Um, yeah is like the cities that they're in the towns they're in mm-hmm. they still lived in the people you know there's people there's hustle and bustle and all that kind of stuff and yeah. I, I do appreciate and like that part of it um but i just i got so distracted a lot of times just by the constant like i know better and you know all that kind of stuff well it was, it's it it's conflicting it's conflicting personalities you're talking about the difference between essentially a monk an air nomad monk who mm-hmm. like had this duty thrust upon him and and would and wanted to run away from it versus the first time we meet Cora, she's like four years old. She's like, I'm the fucking Avatar. Yeah. So like, it's, very, <laughs> it's two very different personalities. So you're gonna see different approaches to it. Aang, you know, is gonna rely heavily on his team, right? And if we're really talking about it, Aang had had a lot of points where he could have done more. 
But his pacifist attitude was like, yeah, yeah no, nah, like we ain't got to do all that. No, you do got to do all that. Like, yo, I still love, <laughs> I still love the decision point. He's like, yo, I don't want to kill the uh, the Fire Lord. Um, Avatar, you know, yo, he goes back to his lives. You know, what should I do? He's like, yo, you got to kill that dude. Um, what about what do you, what do you, what are you thinking? Uh, I think you ice that dude, just kill him. Then, <laughs> what about you? What are you thinking? Kiyoshi's attitude through the Kiyoshi is the Punisher. Period. Yes. Point blank. If the Punisher was any Avatar, it's Kiyoshi. She's yes. like, yeah, no, nah, we got to end that. Hey, but you know what about peace? What about death? Yeah. Um, what about forgiveness? <laughs> what about forgiveness? What about death? But what about second chances? What about he fucked it up the first time and he gonna do it again? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Kiyoshi. Okay. <laughs> Kiyoshi yeah. had a rec- Kiyoshi is what is like Wonder Woman too. So there's a scene in the comics where Wonder Woman is talking to Superman. He's like, she's like, yo, look, the reason I don't have a rogues gallery is because when I deal with my enemies, I deal with them. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> All right, sir. Yeah, you you, you got <laughs> Lex Luthor keeps coming back, keeps Yo, coming keeps back, keeps getting in your face. Metallo keeps popping up. You got all yeah. your homies working together like Spider Man. They made a whole gang to mess with you, dog. Like, deal yeah. with this nonsense. Can you deal with this? Come yeah. on, uh, I've never. Dang. And I think that's the other thing. Damn. Now we we keep doing this. Going to yeah. everything that bothered me about the Spider Man movie. All right. Mm-hmm. Iron Man that killed a bunch of people. Captain America that killed a bunch of people. Yes. Thor was literally a war god who's killed a ton of people, wiped yes. out whole armies, like ended them. Spider Man want to go to take out one dude. Oh no, you can't be a hero if you do that, bruh. What? what are you talking How many about? people has Captain America killed? He he was a soldier. You do realize he rolled up in there with and guns. killed everybody. Yes, with a whole team of of people with guns. Like yeah. that's no. what he did. No, when Captain America grabs a car door and hits yes. a person with it, that person that's that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> They're over. Iron Man killed Obadiah Stane in a gigantic arc reactor. Like. Yeah. What are you talking about right now? That's I not never, what heroes do. That. That's exactly I, what heroes do. No, nah, like, man. So oh. hold on. Let's let's get this straight, Spider Man. When you when you fly down <laughs> from the skyscraper at seventy miles per hour and punch a dude like rocket <laughs> punch, Spider Man's smart enough to understand acceleration due to gravity. Yeah. Like yo, you you should understand. Yeah, you rocket punches, dude, uh, and he don't get up before you leave. He ain't, he's not napping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, bro, I, I don't, I, I will never accept that. Especially, and it's not, it's not because, all right, so the whole DCEU is all about that. We don't kill nobody. Um, but like the MCU has been murking people from jump. They've yes. been murking people the whole time. Like that's, time. that's what they've been doing. They're not once has anyone in the MCU said, no, nah, that's not what heroes do. No, nah. uh, yeah, no, nah, you gotta kill him. Like, all right, let's look at the let's look at the OG six. Thor uh yes. has Merkin, been Merkin, through Merkin. war, so he's been out murking people for Asgard for probably hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Just been murking. All right, cool. Captain America, soldier, murkin. Yes. Natasha, assassin, murkin. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye, shield agent, murkin. Absolutely murkin. Hulk probably to murk people by accident. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, yo. When you, Chuck, 
<laughs> well, you chuck an M1 Abrams tank yes. over the horizon. Yes. There are people there sometimes. Merkin. Hulk Ben Merkin. And Iron Man Ben Merkin. Did we forget how he rode through that whole town and had his weapons and killed everybody? Like, everybody. And the way he escaped, again, was killing everybody. Right. Yo, this man built a suit, killed everybody in that cave, came back, killed him some more. And then dropped Obadiah staying in an arc reactor. No, these are all murderers. All and of then them. the dude, every like, single one. He killed your auntie. <laughs> First of all, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they killed her. That was wild. No. Completely well, wild, um, unnecessary. They killed her and forced her to follow the movie logic of holding the wound and acting like she wasn't wounded until the very last second. Like I can't stand that, yo. I can't stand it. Nah, we all knew. We all knew. As yeah, soon as that thing it. came through the window, we knew. Like, I don't know why they drew that out. That was unnecessary. You could just left her dead body on the ground. She yeah. had to say had to say the famous line with great power. <laughs> Comes great responsibility. <laughs> Yo, that's, no man, love that. I, I like. Yo, let me find out Marissa Tomei came out of retirement to get murked. Yo, like, stop, man. Stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. Y'all already I mean, took so I loved it. I said, with, with DC, I got excited because when they, when they brought back the Brad Pitts, uh, I say not Brad Pitts. What am I saying? Uh, Batman. Uh, oh, uh, ben, Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. When they brought back Ben Affleck's, uh, you know, Batman, he had guns on the Batmobile. And he had Gatling he guns. He had stole them out. Guns. Ran circles while shooting the Gatling guns. How many like, people hey, died in that warehouse scene, bro? How many people died in that warehouse all scene? All of them. All of them. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Batman got bodies. Yeah. So, like, and, and, and it makes sense. Like, you can't uh, be a dude in a cape running around a city for 30 years if you don't shoot, you don't kill a couple people. Like, it doesn't got, make. You got bodies. Okay. Yeah. You got bodies. It's, it's, no, I don't accept that you don't got bodies. And, and no matter what you want to say, you can talk all this stuff about, oh, they don't kill. At the end of the day, Doomsday is still a living, breathing, sentient being. They killed him. Yes, they right. did kill Doomsday. They, they murked him. And Wonder Woman killed Ares. Kill- well, yeah, a lot of people. Because, yes, also a warrior. But killed Ares, like, hard. Killed him bad. Well, she right, she, like, she killed a lot of people in World War One, apparently, and then uh, yeah, yeah, she did, she did, she killed a lot of people. In she didn't like to kill people anymore. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Like, I don't know what's up. She's a whole warrior goddess or demi goddess, and she, yeah. now all of a sudden she don't kill people. Like, stop it. I, you know, but I do love about Wonder Woman's character is that she actually has the aura of somebody who has lived for a very long time. Yeah. Thor's character, you know, he doesn't really carry that as well. And I haven't seen a new well, one, so don't tell me no spoilers. I haven't. No, I haven't seen it either. Um, and it's not. I don't feel like Thor doesn't have the aura of someone who's been around for a while. I think Thor is just the opposite. Wonder Woman has the aura of someone who's been around for a while, who's adjusted and learned how to deal with everything because she's been losing people since the first time she came out of Themyscira. Thor, you got to understand, went through Ooh, how many yeah. years and never lost anybody. Thor is the prince of Asgard. They never lost a war. His father mm-hmm. ruled over the nine realms. Like, sure, Loki was mischievous, but nobody died. And then you got to go over what a ten-year span. Over ten, over a ten-year span, Thor loses his mother, his father, 
Loki, half of Asgard. Like, come on, my man. My man's yeah. just like it it for him, I think it was just a different it was just a different approach. It was a different realization. And so he just kind of fell back to what he knew. Like, all right, look, I'm gonna give up the responsibility of Asgard to Valkyrie. I'm gonna let her do that. And I just gotta figure this out because outside of being Thor literal Odinson. He didn't know who he was. He didn't have an identity. And so I, I again, I haven't seen a new movie, but I hope that's what they, you know, continue to explore in Thor Love and Thunders. Like, who is Thor? Not who is the Odinson? Who is Thor? But mm. I haven't seen it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely on that. Definitely on that. All right. So Avatar, what else came yeah. out Comic-Con wise? Um, so uh, DC had a had a very lackluster showing at San Diego mm-hmm. Comic-Con. They later released a lot of a long list of, of projects that they're working on. Um, but they had a very lackluster showing at Comic-Con. Comic-Con, they showed um, they showed Bad Shazam and Shazam. Um, essentially, <laughs> Black Adam and Shazam. So uh, hold on, so Shazam. <laughs> so I watched that trailer and um, bro, unimpressed. So can I? I mean, I'm I, just go ahead I, and I guess it out. I did understand. I guess something fundamentally I didn't understand was what's that? I thought that Megan Good was a much bigger actress than apparently she is. What do you mean? Um, her she didn't have a single like actual scene in oh, the trailer. Oh, here's the thing. You thought Megan Good was famous. Megan Good's black famous. Yeah. See, and I, and I okay. had that realization. So I usually know yeah, who yeah, are black yeah. famous. I didn't realize yeah. that she was she was one of those. Yeah, folks. no, no, Megan Good. Megan Good's black famous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. She's black that famous. makes sense. So she doesn't get a yeah. lot of speaking roles probably in this No, movie. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't know how you missed it, but yeah, she's black famous. Yeah. yeah completely I mean which is which is still still more famous than us. Yeah, more famous yeah. than me. No, you know, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but she's um, she's black famous. She's like uh, she's like Raheem Devon or Music Soul Child or something like that. <laughs> uh, who else? Who, is who I love that? both of. I'm sorry. Now I feel like people are about to get really, really upset. Like I love both of them. They're both phenomenal. Yeah. But, I mean, they're black famous, and they got Lucy Liu on there. Like they just threw Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren. Bro, stop playing with me. Lucy and Helen. What? I mean, how you yes. throw Lucy in there like she wasn't just like, you know, like you can't throw Lucy Lou in there and just be look, like, look, we have to accept. We have to accept that by the time we, you know, you know, shake off this mortal coil, as they say, um, everyone will have participated in the DCU or the MCU. Every every actor, every actor. they would. I mean, I'm cool with that. It's just like you can't just put like I feel like, you know, you get to use some characters. You get to use some actors like one time. You know, for especially a lot of her roles. I feel like Lucy okay. Lou, you don't do Lucy Lou just like randomly. You know, I mean, like, but maybe, maybe Lucy Lou doesn't want to come back. You know, like there are some actors who are not interested in being committed to a multi picture deal. That's mm. so. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch was the one who was originally approached for Doctor Strange, and he turned it down initially because it conflicted with his schedule for performing Hamlet. Um, in in London, and <laughs> then they went to Joaquin Phoenix, and Joaquin Phoenix said, "No, I will not sign on for a multi picture deal because I want to do other shit." And yeah. then they pushed it back, which was able to coincide with Benedict Cumberbatch's schedule. So he said, "Yes." Yo, so uh, I love the interview. There's one of the interview questions they asked Benedict Cumberbatch about the hand 
the hand gestures in Doctor Strange, you know, constantly yeah. doing the hand gestures. He's like, I, I hate it. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, I hate it. It's excruciating. This is dumb. You know, <laughs> which, yo, when I'm watching it, like, that's one of the things that they can 100% take away from the movie and it wouldn't take, I wouldn't lose anything at all. No. Like, if Doctor Strange wait. is just from the brain, like, doing stuff and he's not like, yo, you know, all that, like, I'm good. No, I want hand gestures. I want you want the hand gestures? gestures? Yeah. He's a magician. I want flourishes. All right? Magic me. Damn yeah, it. What, so what magic if he has me. just like a book? What if he just like summons a book and he reads some magic words every once in a while and that's what he does? This is not Dungeons and Dragons. Nope. Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yep, that's I, all I'm gonna that say. One. I was surprised. I, I, I refuse to watch a trailer. So as an avid D&D player, I'm not watching the trailer for that one. I am going to enter the theater for that the same way I enter session G- zero of a D&D game Spoiler. with no prior knowledge, no idea of what's happening, and I'm just going to roll the fucking dice. And we're going to see if Spoiler. this D&D movie is a nat one or a nat 20. That's it. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the trailer right now. I will take my <laughs> headset off <laughs> and I will fight you. <laughs> I will say, I'm not going to say, no, okay, I won't tell you anything that's in the trailer. I will just say context wise, it does the exploration of the game context wise justice. All right, good, good. Because I'm going to see it no matter what. It's like yeah. a it's like Shazam. It looks trash, but I'm probably gonna go oh see it. Oh my god, it so looks so. Oh, am I gonna go see? I'm gonna see it. How about that? Yeah, I am definitely gonna it. see it. I don't I'm know if I'm gonna go Shazam. see it. I have HBO Max, and it'll be up there eventually. So I don't know if I'll yeah. go see it, but I'm gonna see it. So I yeah, I, there's nothing about Shazam that I like to see, and especially because you took away Black. I thought Black Adam was gonna be part of Shazam when they first announced it. Um, well, he is. So he was. So Shazam is the wizard's name, right? Played by Jaron Hansu. Black Adam was his first champion, but Black Adam became um, a dictator. He became very totalitarian and was like, yo, in order to get rid of crime, you have to execute all criminals. So if you steal an apple or a car, I'm going to kill you. And that way we ain't got no criminals left. Boom. It's actually pretty sleek pretty sleek but uh yeah so he became totalitarian and they got rid of him which is a typical story that they use in dc sinestro became totalitarian and the green mm-hmm. lanterns got rid of him like they just they, they do that a lot this guy was a great hero and then he became too power heroic. corrupts absolutely i mean is that what the thing is like absolute power absolute power corrupts absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. uh I'm, I'm i'm yeah shazam okay sure whatever but black adam yeah. went down with it Definitely. Oh, oh, the Hawkman is black. I love it. Yeah, Aldous Hodge. He's uh, he's actually. So I discovered Aldous Hodge in a show called Leverage. I'm sure he Mm -hmm. was doing things before that. But that's when I first discovered Aldous Hodge and started watching his work. I I don't like that the trailer is just him getting folded up, but it's a, you know. Um, Shazam can fold Superman. You really thought a dude with wings and a mace was going to do something? Oh, I ain't saying I'm not saying that he was supposed to do something. I'm just saying, like, you know. Like, at least, like, you know, don't don't introduce me to him getting punched in the face. Like, at least give him a little bit of screen time and then punch him in the face. Um, know? I mean, I guess, or no, like, I mean, it's he's human, so like, 
I don't know what he's supposed to do against a he's like Thanagarian. No, Hawkman Hawkman was never Thanagarian. What? Well, okay, in the comics. All right, let me you know what? Okay, so don't ask, don't ask me any, don't ask me any questions anymore because I base my stuff on comic book knowledge. So like we shouldn't even talk about this. In the comics, Hawkman is not Thanagarian. In the comics, Hawkman is just a, a researcher and archaeologist who discovers the power oh, of Oh yeah. I thought he, yeah, he discovers Thanagarian uh art, artifacts yeah. and something like that. Yeah, he's not. But he's then not but he has, he channels like Thanagarian memories yeah, he thinks or something. He believes he, uh, I think it's supposed to be akin to a uh, dissociative identity disorder. Mm. Um, no, 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 not even that. That because that's incorrect. He that one would be a separate personality that he wouldn't be aware of. He believes that he is a reincarnation of that person. Right. So that's not really a disorder. That's just a belief in reincarnation. So yeah. But Hawk Girl is Thanagarian. Hawk Girl is Thanagarian, and yep, she sure is. She sure is. I'm just saying, John Stewart. Needs to hurry up and show up. We are getting a John Stewart cartoon, although they didn't give us any more information about that at D- at uh, San Diego Comic Con. But let's talk about the people who did show us love: Daredevil, eighteen episode order, Daredevil, mm. Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox, Daredevil. We, is it the same crew as uh, Netflix's? Or... It is the same lead actor. I do okay. not know how how much of the other cast has chosen to return. So uh, Deborah, cool. Deborah Ann Wall, I don't know if she signed on to return. The guy who played Foggy Nelson, I don't know if he signed on to return. Um, his supporting cast, I don't know how much, like Mike Coulter and Finn and Kristen Ritter. I don't know if any of them have signed on to return. Um, John Bernthal, right? So that whole supporting cast that was part of what made um, the Netflix show great. I don't know how many of them are actually going to be back. Um, when we talk about Daredevil, the only ones who actually appeared in his show were Punisher, Fog, uh, Punisher, Punisher right, of the other heroes. True. I mean, but that was later seasons. So, yeah. and this is called, I think it's called like Daredevil, a new beginning or mm-hmm. something new begins or whatever. So I don't know if they're going to maintain the continuity from the original show or if this is like a reset. However, we do know that Wilson Fisk exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he was in Hawkeye. So Wilson Fisk does exist in this universe. I got to watch the Hawkeye thing. And and it's not, uh, by the time you see him in Hawkeye, this is not new Wilson Fisk. So he has already uh, risen to some level of power by the time you meet him in Hawkeye. Um, So Wait, is that, wait, Wilson Fisk, is that the same one who, was in Punisher and was in it's Kingpin. Um, yeah, Kingpin. Yeah, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Which he, yo, when he came through, that yo. was one of the greatest entrances. That ever man. Yeah. That man. All right, Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh my goodness, that man has given us so much. Yeah, so much. All the way back from playing that human cockroach in Men in Black to playing Kingpin now. He has given us so fucking much, and I'm so yeah. thankful for that. Um, you know, we got obviously we had Michael Clark Duncan playing Kingpin in the first live action appearance of him, so that was a hard a hard thing to follow up behind someone who has like such an imposing figure, and yeah. just by standing there, like you can you feel that essence of like, mm-hmm. yo, that's Kingpin. So for him to be able to pick that up, like, and definitely but the way. Him, the way he is on camera, the way that trick he does, where you just see that he's uncomfortable. 
He's always Yo, I I swear Vincent D'Onofrio is just uncomfortable himself. Mm-hmm. I have never seen him in a role where he looks to be like on the same brainwave as the rest of us. I feel like he's already in the future. Yeah. He's he's so far ahead and he's receding himself back so that he can have a conversation with us. He just looks he looks bored and annoyed with the fact that he has to like reduce himself constantly yes. in in all of his roles. It's it's amazing. And I've never seen him in interviews, so I don't know how he is in interviews. Like I've never. I think you probably spoil it by watching him in interview. I wouldn't even watch it because it just would <laughs> change the facade. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like to see it. Um, him watching um, watching yeah. him in an interview is like when you watch these actors. And you have yeah. So like I uh, I got rid yeah. of the show, and you're like, wait, what? Like stop yeah. it! You're British. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's oh, definitely. Man. I'm I'm glad about Daredevil. I'm definitely yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Um, I again, I don't know how much of the not just supporting actors, the team itself, right? Because the show wasn't just the actors. The show was the direction. The show was the showrunners, the writers, all of that. So I don't know how much of just the supporting cast and the supporting behind the scenes i don't know how many of them so those folks i feel like the writers you gotta get uh, we gotta get more props to writers i think i need to do more, oh absolutely more absolutely and just like just remember the names and stuff like that because like you know you take the writers from let's say uh the cowboy bebop remake um oh. you know who needed a little bit of you know finessing or whatever if i knew their well, names i'd be able to call them out specifically what's, well, interesting, out, but like, you what's know, interesting is they didn't need to be writers all they needed to be was adapters it was written yes. it was it, written. it was it, it was written speaking all they of, had to do was adapt speaking of it, it was written i just rewatched. so uh, no, a couple things oh i'm sorry i'm sorry okay <laughs> sorry uh I'm re-watching, uh dragon ball oh oh dragon dragon ball not z kid goku yeah yeah so i'm rewatching all that this is it's clutch oh, um master is, Roshi a, is a straight pervert that um, is a rough punishment to put on yourself, bro. Yeah, it's that actually, show was, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That show yeah. was rough, man. That show um, was rough. I recently rewatched uh, um, Ghost in the Shell uh, with Standalone Complex, the movie. Oh, uh, amazing. Okay, okay. Um, and it makes me think about the remake, the uh, not remake, the adaptation, the live action. Um, um with with uh, the the whitewashed one. Yeah, it was. It was. It looked great. I never um, watched it. Never it, watched it looked it. great, and it, it, it caught some of the iconic feel, you know. But yeah, um, yeah I'm, whatever. I'm uh, sure ScarJo. I'm sure ScarJo performed well. You know, she read her lines, and I'm sure she acted them well. I yeah, just, she did. She was not a, I, so the fault with the movie as far as how it landed. Obviously, the whitewashing was a big deal. Um, but mm-hmm. the other part was uh, just. The the setup work for that concept, it's such a high concept um, show, yeah. is uh, something that I don't think they were willing to do yeah, um, so. for it. Well, oh well, yeah. It just, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. It, I mean, it is what it is. I wasn't feeling it. It's not um, a bad watch. I'll say that it's not a bad yeah. watch. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, again, it, it probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm probably doing more harm to it than it deserves. But I was uninterested, so I didn't watch it. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I mean, like right, the writers from the Punisher, those yeah. like those folks, they they should all get checks, and and we all got to make sure that we shot them out because that story arc was amazing. You know what? Um, I should I should take more time to to look up who is writing 
you know, this stuff. But writing is so weird. So to my understanding, if I'm an actor in your movie and you say and you say my line is supposed to be, I'm going to get you sucker. Right. uh, Listen, listen, listen. I don't know. That doesn't feel doesn't feel like something my character would say i think my character would say something a little different you mind if i riff off a little bit you mind if i ad lib a bit and just mm-hmm. you know see what we get oh yeah yeah sure go ahead right, let me see let me see let me see i'm gonna find you I'm yeah gonna find you in these streets and i'm gonna hurt you oh no that's excellent, that's excellent. i get yeah. a writing credit to my understanding i get a writing credit for that if i do that yeah, yeah. I mean, you would get a writing credit, uh, and I think that uh, there's a lot of interplay between that sort of writing and the writing that like traditional writers do when they're behind the scenes, they're writing their thing, and what the director's vision is. That I really would want to see spelled out more because, like, when you know, when we have freaking movie after movie of Smart Hulk, like, who am I mad at? Am I mad at the directors? Is the writing room failing me? You know, like what's going on? You know, like when T'Challa and Killmonger go at it for the second time and we get some iconic visory, like, is it is it directors that I should be clapping for? Is it the writing room that should be getting some donuts? Like what's up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, Stunt doubles, they don't get enough love. Nah. Stunt choreographers, they don't get enough love. Those fight choreographers, goodness gracious. Yo. Just think about that second fight between him and Killmonger. Oh my goodness. And whoever the fight choreographer was that that came up with the concept of like the way the suit didn't come back in time, so he catches it and can put the blade in. Oh my goodness. Like I, that's so that's right. So, so is that a director? Is that a writing room thing? Like what? Yeah, what I don't. I don't know, man. You're right. We got to start doing research. We got to start yeah. doing research. We need to. We need to pick a movie, right? Pick it apart. You know, maybe maybe it takes several episodes. We pick it apart and you know have it running side by side with IMDb. Do like a live stream of a of a pretty popular movie. Have it running side by side and like pick it apart and see who did what in the movie maybe we need to do like a director's commentary of a movie and they might give us some more information as to who put what together you know i don't know man all right so now project is we're going to put a movie in the stream and comment as it goes and comment as it goes yeah like we're gonna be the little critics yeah like the little uh what's it what's it called the little um the 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 theater thing what is it theater five oh 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 uh, what like Ebert and Roper? Yeah, like, yeah. Used- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. Um, theater critic. Uh, let me see. Let me yes. see. Let me see. What was up spot? Movie review brought to you by Lawrence and Dominic, where we don't just expand your paradigms; we expand your repertoire. Mm. I like it. I don't know. I don't know. I want to. I want to play with it a little bit. I want to play yeah. with it a little bit. <laughs> All right, man. We gotta. Oh man, we we've held them for so long. Uh, yeah. We, as always, we appreciate your dedication to coming to the end of an episode that had right. uh, no format um, mm-hmm. and just <laughs> no just bells and whistles, out. no guests. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what? Let me talk about the last week too. Um, over the course of the last week. Um, and Gene's Perspectives has been able to put out about four episodes. Uh, maybe last week is some change. We've been able to put out four episodes, three of which were huge. Um, we were able to do some interviews with um, 
Esau Bolden and Mark LeVar um, of the Virginia Drama Series. We were able to speak with Tracy and Ernisha Hall of the Virginia Black Business Directory and Virginia Black Business Expo. Um, and we had the opportunity to speak with Ms. Verlaine Quinney um, of the Connect 757. Um, all three of those interviews were absolutely phenomenal. We were able to get a whole lot of good information from those things. Um, and we are really, really appreciative of that fact. Um, the biggest thing that you know we want to make sure everyone takes away from that is to get out and and um, participate in any way you can. Watch the series, right? Um, get on the directory, check out the expo, look at the Connect Seven Five Seven, see who you can get with. You know that's in that um, that's there, and and expand, right? Um, so just big shout outs to that. Also, shout out to what's happening with brad and fred man they have they have shown us nothing but love since we did that joint episode with them and we are so so appreciative of that so like i said check out all those spaces they're on instagram they're on facebook um all three of the businesses we just named um, and what's happening the podcast you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts um you can find me on instagram at the vitruvian plato uh you can find lawrence on instagram at larry underscore the underscore engineer um now also big news podcast is on instagram man i'm just i'm just rambling at this point i'm going on and on but the podcast is also on instagram and a lot of y'all have already shown us love um and a lot of y'all been with us on facebook for a long time too we really really appreciate that like every single person is taking the time to listen to our podcast and check us out like that's been dope this has been a dope dope experience and we're happy to continue to you know help you expand your paradigms now that i've talked forever lawrence what you got hey that's it just do that please uh and i'm happy to see y'all at the end of the episode all right that's it